Hello and welcome to the second lesson of the Biological Molecules module. Today we're going to be covering lipids and carbohydrates. So the first thing we're going to talk about are carbohydrates. As we learned in the previous lesson, polymers are made up of a combination of smaller molecules called monomers. One type of polymer are carbohydrates. So carbohydrates are made up of carbon, hydrogen and oxygen atoms and these are in a ratio of 1 to 2 to 1. This means that for every carbon atom, there will be two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. Monosaccharides are what we call the monomers, which larger carbohydrates are made of. So some common monosaccharides include glucose, galactose and fructose. You have probably seen these in your everyday life. For example, glucose can be found in energy drinks and fructose can be found in fruit and fruit juices. There are two isomers of glucose, alpha and beta glucose. These are mirror images of each other and they have the same molecular formula but they have different structures and this affects their properties. You can see what I mean by this by clicking on the link in the show notes to get the visual document. As we learned in the previous lesson, a condensation reaction is a reaction where two monomers come together to form a polymer and a water molecule is produced. In the context of carbohydrates, this means two monosaccharides coming together and forming a disaccharide or a polysaccharide. The link formed between two monosaccharides is called a glycosidic bond. The opposite of this is hydrolysis where water is used to split the glycosidic bond to split the larger carbohydrate into its constituent monosaccharides. Another thing to know is that we can classify monosaccharides based on their structure. Monosaccharides have a ring structure and depending on the number of carbons in that ring we can call them either hexose sugars or pentose sugars. Hexose sugars contain six carbons. Think of a hexagon. And then pentose sugars contain five. Think of a pentagon. So an example of a hexose sugar is glucose and an example of a pentose sugar is ribose. When two monosaccharides come together, we call the resulting molecule a disaccharide. We then call both monosaccharides, which contain one sugar unit, and disaccharides, which contain two sugar units, we call both of these simple sugars. It's important to know which monosaccharides form which disaccharides. Maltose is a disaccharide formed by condensation of two glucose molecules. Sucrose is a disaccharide formed by the condensation of a glucose molecule and a fructose molecule. Lactose is a disaccharide formed by condensation of a glucose molecule and a galactose molecule. These disaccharides can then go on to form complex sugars, which are known as polysaccharides. These are long chains and they are insoluble in water. So thinking back to last week's lesson and about how we need to link the structure of biological molecules to their function, 
we can think about simple sugars as having an OH group. Now this makes the molecules polar and this in turn makes them hydrophilic, which means water loving, which means they dissolve well in water or are soluble in water. In contrast, polysaccharides or complex sugars are non-polar and therefore they are not soluble in water. An important thing to note is that glucose, fructose and maltose are all reducing sugars and sucrose is a non-reducing sugar. This will be important to know when we come on to biochemical tests later in the lesson. Starch is the polysaccharide that is made up of glucose. Glycogen is the polysaccharide made from fructose and cellulose is the polysaccharide made from galactose. So now I'm just going to go into um, some detail about each of these three polysaccharides and their uses. So starch is produced by green plants and it's used as an energy store. It's very common in the human diet as the main source of carbohydrate. And we get this in foods such as potatoes, wheat, corn, rice and cassava. Starch is white, tasteless and odourless um, and it is insoluble in cold water. Starch is actually made up of two different polysaccharides, both made of alpha glucose. So we have amylose and amylopectin. So amylose is an unbranched or linear chain of alpha glucose and it exists in a coiled structure which makes it a bit like a spring so in if you look down at it it would look like a cylinder um, and this is this is very compact and easy to store within the plant this means that cells can store large amounts of amylose without having to take up much space in contrast amylopectin is very branched so if we think of a tree it's like having a trunk with lots of branches coming off so the branch structure means that it can be broken down easily so amylopectin is actually adapted for a fast breakdown and fast energy release so the glycosidic bonds in the this polysaccharide are more visible to enzymes which allows the glycosidic bonds to be broken down more easily and allows the glucose to be released for use in respiration. Glycogen is the main energy store used in animals. Glycogen is also made of alpha glucose and forms very long chains that are highly branched. Similar to starch, this allows fast breakdown so that the glucose can be used quickly in the animal. Glycogen is mainly stored in the liver and when an organism needs more energy, the liver can release its glycogen stores and it can be converted into glucose. This glucose can then travel in the blood to areas that need it, for example, the muscles. Both starch and glycogen are insoluble, which enables them to remain inside cells. 
both glycogen and starch are made from alpha glucose. Cellulose is a polysaccharide made up of beta glucose. Beta glucose in this polysaccharide form very long chains. Cellulose is linear, so it doesn't have branches like glycogen and starch. Cellulose is unique to plants and it is found in the cell wall. The main function of cellulose is structural support and because it is used for structural support, it does not have a branch structure. As we discussed earlier, the branch structure allows fast release of the glucose for energy, whereas cellulose has long chains that are very tough and they're able to form strong fibres which are called microfibrils. And these are what allows the cell wall to be strong and support the plant. So for your exams, you'll also need to know biochemical tests that can detect different components of food. Benedict's test is used to detect reducing sugars. What you do is you put the food you are testing into a test tube and if it's not a liquid, then you add water and then you add an equal volume of Benedict's solution and you mix this at 95 degrees Celsius. You then look at the colour of the solution. Benedict's solution will turn from blue to cloudy orange or brick red when it's heated with a reducing sugar. However, if it doesn't contain a reducing sugar, such as sucrose, the solution will remain blue. Another test used is the iodine test for starch. In this test, you add a few drops of iodine solution to the food you are testing. If starch is present in the food, the iodine will turn blue-black. Okay, so the second part of this lesson is going to be looking at lipids. Lipids are also made of carbon, hydrogen and oxygen, but there's always a higher proportion of carbon and hydrogen with a smaller amount of oxygen compared to the carbohydrates that we've just looked at. Lipids include a diverse group of compounds and three types that we are going to discuss here are triglycerides, phospholipids and steroids. Triglycerides include fats and oils and they're the most common type of lipid that's found in the body. Lipids are made up of hydrocarbon chains but they don't contain many hydroxyl groups or OH groups. This means that they are non-polar and this means that they do not dissolve well in water. Triglycerides are formed when fatty acids react with glycerol. Glycerol is an alcohol that contains three hydroxyl groups, OH groups. In each triglyceride, there is one molecule of glycerol and three fatty acids. During the reaction, water is produced, and this is another example of a condensation reaction. The bond formed in this reaction is called an ester bond, and this reaction can be called esterification. Fats and oils can be changed back into their original fatty acids and glycerol via hydrolysis using enzymes. A key thing to know is the difference between saturated and unsaturated fats. Saturated fats are made up of saturated fatty acids. Saturated fatty acids have no carbon to carbon double bonds in their hydrocarbon chain, but unsaturated fatty acids do. 
So, if you see a carbon-carbon double bond, that means the fatty acid is unsaturated. In terms of our health, unsaturated fats are much better for us. Essential fatty acids are fatty acids that can't be constructed through any chemical pathways in a human. They must be obtained from our diet. Non-essential fatty acids are those which we can produce ourselves and we don't need to take in through our diet. Lipids have many important functions. They are a great energy store and they store more energy than the same amount of carbohydrate. However, the body cannot automatically get the energy out of fat and it only occurs when there is no carbohydrate available. Because fats are insoluble in water and they have a compact structure, they are very good for long-term storage. They also play a very important role in cell membranes, which I will go on to shortly. Lipids also work as a thermal insulator in animals. It means that animals can maintain their temperature in cold regions, and this allows them to live in harsher environments, if you think of a penguin. Lipids can also work to protect our internal organs. One of the most important roles of lipids is their function in cell membranes. To fulfil this function, triglycerides that we've just discussed first need to be converted into phospholipids. In phospholipids, phosphoric acid replaces one of the fatty acids of the triglyceride. The new molecule, called a phospholipid, is a major component of cell membranes. This structure has a hydrophilic phosphate head and a hydrophobic fatty acid tail. You will see more of this when we go into the structure of the cell. The important test for lipids is the emulsion test. In this test, you mix your solution with ethanol and you add an equal volume of distilled water. If a milky white emulsion forms, then the test substance contains lipids. Okay, just to recap what we've gone over today, we have looked at carbohydrates and lipids. Both are made up of carbon, hydrogens and oxygens. We learn about the structure of carbohydrates and how they are formed from monosaccharides that can form long chain polymers called polysaccharides and that the bonds between the monosaccharides are called glycosidic bonds. We then also learn about three types of carbohydrate. So we looked at glycogen, cellulose and starch. And we also learn two biochemical tests that can be used to look for carbohydrates. We then learn about lipids and we learn that triglycerides are formed of three fatty acids joined to a glycerol via a ester bond. We learnt how lipid structure relates to their function as energy storage and we also then looked at phospholipids and their role in biological membranes. So make sure to go back and listen to any bits that you didn't get the first time, write notes. Please remember that we want this to be an interactive service so please do comment um, with anything that isn't clear or that you would like us to go over in the future and uh, just to confirm that 
Uh, we did have some technical issues this first week, but going forward, every week we will have um, the lesson released on whatever podcast platform you use uh, on a Monday, and there will also be the accompanying um, YouTube video link will be in the show notes and then also we will have the extra lessons that are available um, through our Patreon page and they will be up on a Wednesday. Right that is all for today I hope that that all made sense and that you have learned something new. Be sure to check back next week for the next lesson. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can access additional content on our Patreon page by searching for Equity Tutors, where we have a second 30-minute lesson every week, plus monthly bonus content. You can also find us on most social media platforms. We will keep you updated on new content, and you can find us there by searching for Equity Tutors UK. Please like, share, subscribe and comment wherever you are listening. And if you're enjoying, please leave a review. Bye. Bye.